Good morning, this is Bryce Peterson, and this is episode number 10, Two Signatures. What would our world be like if none of us had a second chance or a third chance? What if we lived in a world where we were not permitted to improve and learn from our past. I'm not sure I would be excited to be living in such a world. And this is a world where forgiveness is not part of the equation. Forgiveness is what brings hope to each of us. And I would submit that living in forgiveness is one of the absolute greatest gifts of the atonement of Christ. And who does forgiveness actually help the most when it all comes down to it? Christ says, I will forgive whom I will forgive. But of you, it is required to forgive everyone. This is such an important topic for all of us. And I'd like to take a moment to illustrate what it means when we, what we're really saying, when we're, when we've decided we're not going to forgive someone. How do you know you haven't forgiven someone? What kinds of thoughts would you have that would indicate you have not forgiven someone? How would you feel if you knew you hadn't forgiven someone? I think many of us have become aware of a very heart-wrenching tender story that the church published a video about. There was a gentleman who was in a car crash. I mean, his whole whole family was in the car and a drunk driver hit them and he lost his wife and some of his kids in the process. As if I recall the, the story correctly, he decided early on Part of his journey was that, that he needed to go on was forgive whoever caused this. A very touching story and can't imagine what it would be like to lose family members so suddenly. Such a senseless situation. But it, it, is, a, it is a very beautiful and instructional story on forgiveness. We have a fairly good example in my view from Nephi of forgiveness as well with his brothers who verbally lacerate him at every opportunity, physically beat him, tie him up in the wilderness. They tie him up again on the ship when they're crossing the ocean. They're all on the verge of perishing essentially because of the mighty storm that comes up because of Laman and Lemuel's wickedness. And here Nephi is thinking, I'm gonna, my wife's on the ship, my kids are on the ship. It looks like we're not gonna make it and I'm tied up and I can't do anything about it. And he knows that it's his brother's fault that they're in this situation. He forgives them for these things. Eventually he has to, once they reach the promised land, he has to take anyone who will follow him and and leave 
because his brothers continue to be murderers in their hearts. And he's warned that, that they want to still kill him. My brothers have never done things like that to me. I'm not put in a position where I need to forgive someone for that. Ultimately, doesn't forgiveness actually help us as the forgiver more than it helps the other person? I think there's a great example to illustrate this. When we decide that we are not going to forgive somebody, what are we really saying by this? And we can learn the answer by determining what does it mean when God forgives us? What does that do for us? If God forgives us, that means we get to enter back into his presence someday and be with him and enjoy the kinds of things that he enjoys. That's what it means for us when God forgives us. And so if we have decided that we are not going to forgive somebody, imagine it like this. We're essentially saying we do not permit that person from entering back into God's presence. We have decided they are not worthy of that, and we are going to stand outside the gates of heaven and make sure that that person does not enter back into God's presence. We have taken that upon ourselves to do that because we know best. We have all the evidence. We have the most perfect vantage point, and we are not going to allow this to happen. They are not going back in. Now we come to a quite an alarming realization by taking this stance that as we're standing outside the gates of heaven, this person is going to walk right past you. And if they have met the Savior's requirements to enter in, they will walk right past you. They will walk inside God's kingdom. If you are standing outside the gates of heaven to prevent this person from entering in, where are you not? That's right. We are not inside God's kingdom. We are forfeiting our opportunity to be in God's presence when we have chosen not to forgive. It is said in the Book of Mormon, He employeth no servant there. Christ is the keeper of the gate, and He employeth no servant there. You have not been employed to be security for God's kingdom. You've never been asked to do that. You are not permitted to do that. We are not. There is no list of security guards. We are not on there. When we have decided we are not going to forgive someone, we have volunteered ourselves in vain to be security for God's kingdom. The thing is, is there are two signatures required for any of us to enter back into God's presence. Signature number one, Christ's, and he has already signed it in the Garden of Gethsemane and on the cross. He has signed that with his own blood. And what's the other signature? Is it, because there's only two, it's yours. You as the individual seeking access 
to God's kingdom, it is yours. You must sign it for yourself. But there isn't a list of a hundred or two hundred or four hundred or a million other signatures that you have to get from everyone else that you've ever laid a fence against in order to access that kingdom. We are required to forgive everyone. Our signature is not required for anyone else to gain access to God's kingdom. We are required to forgive all men, and whether or not we do will not impact that other person's destiny. It only impacts ours. Who gets to feel the poison and the pain and the anguish of resentment against that other person for what they have done or allegedly done to you? It's us. We have to experience that. They don't experience that. That's not how it works. We can be really upset with someone for what they've done. We could learn about something that someone has done to someone else, and we were not even involved, and experience so much anguish over that. They do not feel that. They do not know you. They're not connected to you in any way. They've never heard of you. And we feel the anguish from that because of the thoughts in our mind creating those emotions. Based on the kind of person that we want to be, feeling that for a time is something that we would want to do. Being in this world successfully doesn't mean that we never have uncomfortable, very tangible, painful emotions. No, that's, that's part of the package here. However, as we move through our experience and move through the pain of whatever we're dealing with, forgiveness ultimately is a gift to us. Living in forgiveness is an opportunity for us to feel of the love of God for us and to have no ill will for anyone else. Forgiveness does not mean that we continue to keep ourselves in a position where we can be physically harmed or in any other way harmed by someone else. There may come a time when we have to completely remove ourselves and others away from someone else, but we don't have to live in the darkness and the pain of unforgiveness. Consider another message that we are conveying, another stance that we're taking when we choose not to forgive. Aren't we essentially saying that we do not trust God to use his infinite wisdom to address the situation properly? Isn't that what we're saying? Oh, I, I know you're you're great and all, God, but, you know, I, I understand this situation a little more clearly. After all, this thing did happen to me and not you. And so I just understand this better. And can we really see ourselves saying that? But yes, when we don't forgive, we are essentially conveying. We know better than God in this situation. Something was done to someone in your family, maybe. You're thinking... Oh, I, that is unforgivable. No, 
I will find that person, exercise vengeance on them, and I'm going to make sure that they are never forgiven. The thing is, is before they were your child, they were God's child. Long before they were yours. He cares about them more than you do, believe it or not. You might love and care about him a lot, but not as much as him. Not as much as the Savior who bled and died for them and who bled and died for you. We can trust him to be in possession of all the facts and to be able to exercise his divine right as the Redeemer to determine who truly wants forgiveness. A very fascinating question was brought before Brittany and I when we were first married. We were teaching a primary class of I want to say it was seven to eight year olds and it was about forgiveness and this young lady in the class she says will God ever forgive Satan and I was floored by this question I it had never entered my mind to hear this little child is asking this question so earnestly and I just said well I can only tell you one thing about that. Satan does not want to be forgiven. And, and that was the extent of, of my answer, having only a couple seconds to think about it. But to this day, I feel strongly that that is the case. He does not want forgiveness. But whether or not anyone in this world wants to be forgiven or cares whether or not they are forgiven. What good does it do us to sacrifice our own peace in exchange to hold a stance of not forgiving someone? There is no upside to this. Christ will forgive whom he will forgive, and it has nothing to do with us. Not one thing. Two signatures are required. Christ's and the person seeking entrance to his kingdom. Have we signed ours for ourselves? That's it for now.